the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's I on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. This is I on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of I on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman. Happy Saturday and welcome to Iron Real Estate, the real estate show that's about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate, which is just about everything. Of course, I'm joined with my co-host for the first hour, our legal re- legal resident expert, attorney Stephen Ebert, a partner at the prestigious firm Casson and Casson. Uh, this week is only one hour, so please stay tuned because it's short. And you know that you can um, always listen to us live on AM 970, iHeartRadio, or follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn at Dottie Herman. Well, good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Dottie. Glad to be here with you. Likewise, I... I I'm really kind of shaking over what's been going on, and I I normally start talking about real estate right from the moment we start, but I just feel compelled to just talk a little bit about what's going on because I, I, I mean, it's kind of horrific, and I think the world has gotten, I mean, not only this incident, so just the world has gotten into just what I, not a nice place, and hopefully, uh, we can get people to try to, I don't know, try to, I mean, there's no, I can't even have words for what's what's going on in the Mideast. Uh, but in general... Well, well Dottie, I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud that we're discussing it today, because even though I know we're mainly about real estate, and um, but that sometimes there comes a moment of moral clarity. There are events that transpire which must transcend all items. And, and this is one of them. And, and this is something that gets to the core of basic humanity, where you, you look in the mirror and you ask yourself, what kind of person am I? What should humanity be? And what's so important, and we'll talk more about it, but for those who say, oh, it's the act of crazy people, it is not. It is the act of evil people. Evil. For those who later on say that, Oh, I didn't know. Well, tune in, read, because you should not claim that you did not know. Um, and it is a time for choosing of whether you're on the side of moral clarity and humanity or if you're a sign of barbarism. Right, and I just want to say that, you know, it is not about religion. It is not about 
what nationality you are. It is not about politics. It's just about evil, okay? It has nothing to do with any of the things that I talked to, you know, politics or religion. It, it's just evil. And whether you're uh, an Israeli or whether you're a Palestinian, so many innocent people are getting killed. I, I agree with you, Dottie. I mean, actually, the first victims of terror of Hamas are actually the local communities of Gaza, you know, it, who, who are Arab, predominantly Muslim, some Christian, but predominantly Muslim. But they're the victims first. And then if you just look at the timeline, why is it? They are robbing children of childhood. They're, they're robbing women of autonomy. They are placing rockets that are indiscriminate rockets, not smart bombs, but rockets where you launch, it goes to an area. And they store those rockets and shoot them from schools and hospitals, um, not-for-profits, etc. What are they doing to their own people? Before we even talk about the politics, I mean, can you imagine... It's well, you know, we you imagine the U.S. doing. No, yeah, but we all have the right to our opinions, and my opinion is it's not about any of the above. It's not about politics. It's not about any of those things. It's about evil, okay? And it is, you know, and 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 I just look at all the innocent people that, whether they be Israeli or whether they be Palestinian, who are going to get slaughtered, all right, and through no fault of their own. And that, to me, is an atrocity. Uh, you know, I mean, and there's always evil people. I mean, look, there's murderers, there's psychopaths. <laughs> so, so there's there's always but the the magnitude of this. And then when I listen to the news and I see, like, well, okay, you know, there's protesting. And that's one thing I love about New York City, that, you know, we live among every religion that you can possibly think of, every color you can possibly think of, um, every walk of life. And somehow people just make it work and get along. And, um, you know, when I saw all the protests yesterday, well, you know, and there's very, very different opinions on what's going on. I think we can all agree, and I, and, I, and I heard it from both sides, I think we can all agree that nobody, and no matter what, believes in evil and hurting women, children, men. I mean, just nobody. Um, well, other than evil. I... I... I have to, I have to, I agree with 95% of what you just said, Dottie. I slightly disagree. I, 100% as a lawyer, I firmly believe in the First Amendment. You have the right to speak your mind. And if you don't have that fundamental right, you don't have a country. But you don't have that right in Gaza. Um, but I can tell you, you have that right in America. And God bless America for that right. However, I believe there's two parts. There are people who have a genuine political dispute. And I agree with you, Dottie, that is a process to be discussed and dealt with, and that I want to separate that from the next statement I'm about to say. Okay. There are also people in those protests who, and I saw the photos, who put images of the swastika on their cell phone and waved it. There are people who in those protests who said gas the Jews, reminiscent of the mass murder of the Holocaust. So, Dottie, to those people, that's where I slightly disagree. And, and 
to those specific people, they are on the side of evil. Now, I also want to be clear to your point, too. There are some people who are supportive of the Palestinians who completely disagree with that. And it is very, very important in your right to audience conversations to split the people who have a political disagreement but for the and the people who are on the side of pure evil. And that's very, very important because when you have issues like this, sometimes people cast a wide brush. But, Dottie, I must say, there are people and people in this country who have been and are supporting that side of evil. And for those people, they have to look at themselves in the mirror and realize you are in the company of Hitler, Stalin, Pol Pot, and the other other murderous bastards of humanity for those who take that position. Well, yeah, but let me and let me just say this, Stephen. You know, when we, I, I it's just for our listeners, I called Stephen last night and I said, um, you know, do you have a problem with us talking about this? And he said, no, um, not at all. Um, and I feel, and I said, because I feel we should, and he, Stephen, agreed with me. And I feel that it was important for us to set an example, not only about this, but people are afraid to talk about anything today. And I know on many shows I've said, hey, you know, we live in the USA, and, you know, one of the things that's beautiful about America is you have the right to disagree as long as you're not hurting somebody. Um, someone has the right to have a different opinion than you, as long as it's not hurting anybody. Um, and we should be able to talk about it, even if we end up not agreeing. That's what life is. I mean, you don't, you know, we're not going to live in a world where everybody agrees on everything. It just doesn't. So absolutely, and it, it would be a, it would be a boring world too. Yeah, absolutely. So because I mean, that's... we're so afraid. I thought that, hey, let us set an example and be able to talk about this. this is a very sensitive subject. Um, and I agree in the sense that it doesn't matter who you are or what religion you are or what, whatever you believe. I don't think anybody believes in killing people that are innocent. You know, I mean, unless you're, you know, you know. And, and even the even the protesters I, I listened to in the city yesterday said we don't. We don't believe in hurting people. We don't believe in killing people. Um, but again, every side has their own bit of propaganda. And again, not being there, you know, you really don't know all of the facts. Uh, but I, I do know what I saw on television, so that's all, you know, I mean, I didn't know what films I see. So, but again... I, I agree with the vast majority of what you're saying, and I agree with you that the vast majority of people who are out there in support of the Palestinian side would, would, would agree with that. But, but I need to make one point where I fundamentally disagree with you. There are some. There are, there are some. I mean, if, if I can read a couple of words, just a couple, I mean, Hamas has a charter that they that, you know, they were founded in 1988, and in the charter, their own words. Um, and again, I want to be very clear to everybody. This is the Hamas charter. This is specifically Hamas. So I want to be very clear. This is not everyone. In fact, this is, there are many in the Middle East, many Arabs, many Muslims who rightfully reject Hamas. And, and be clear that 
Hamas came to power by fighting with and shooting up the Palestinian Authority security forces and kicked them out of Gaza. So they are even fighting amongst themselves. So let's be clear about it. But here is just a couple of words from Hamas's own charter. Their words, not mine. There is no solution for the Palestinian question except for jihad. Initiatives, proposals, and international conferences are all a waste of time and vain endeavors. The Palestinian people know better than consent to having their future rights and fate toyed with. And I, and I want to say one other point, because this is so important when discussing this issue. Again, with those that support Hamas, which is not the total Palestinian population at all. Um, they have a concept in here that it is against Islam and against everything they stand for and that no politician has the right to actually make an agreement that's binding. So, Daddy, what's important here is to understand the type of enemy we're dealing with. Again, I look at the same thing with what happened with the Nazis in Germany. Was every German a bad person? Absolutely not. In fact, there are many Germans who fought against the Nazis, many who were murdered by the Nazis to fight their oppression. But you also don't run a country by yourself, right? Adolf Hitler had friends and supporters, too. And we need to understand that when we're fighting, it is an absolute tragedy that civilians are killed. And America and Israel and the West follow the rule of law. And the problem is when you have such issues, civilians do get caught up with it. But the difference, Dottie, is targeting it. Hamas, and I posted on my Facebook page, NBC has it, literally is posting videos on their own, you know, showing that they have toddlers and babies that terrorists are holding with them. And they, and they post that because I thought that made them a nice guy because they gave a kid a drink of water. They have maps which shows that they deliberately targeted schools and youth centers. Um, that is their modus operandi. So for, for those who make a comparison of people who engage in mass murder and barbarism and attack students, attack a concert, murder 40 babies, and after they murder them, chop their heads off and burn their bodies in a couple of cases, versus civilians who are caught up in a war zone, if, if that's, that is not, there is no moral equivalency to the two at all. And, and I think that's an important one because that body is something that's going to come out in the news because a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, they, you know, some people were killed here and some there and it's just, what a tragedy. But we need, to, it's more than that. It, it, it's, it's evil and fighting back against evil. Um, and, you know, I, I hope people look more deeply. And I'll say one last thing on it before I hand it back to you. There's a book to read I think people find fascinating by a gentleman who now lives, I believe, in California. Uh, his name is Mossab Hassan Yosef, the son of Sheikh Hassan Yosef, one of the leaders of Hamas. And he talks about his life and he, how he grew up in Gaza, the son of the spiritual leader of Hamas, and his evolution understanding of what Hamas did to its own people. Um, and I urge everyone to read it. It's a it's an interesting book. It's called Son of Hamas. He's also known as the Green Prince. Um, and to really, people want to get insight from the perspective of a resident of Gaza who came from a family of Hamas leaders. 
Well, I, I, as I said, I, I thought important because I, I, you know, I wrote, I, I wrote yesterday on, on one of my social medias. I wrote thousands, um, thousands have died, and hundreds of thousands are homeless as a result of violence that began when. The Amman orchestrated large-scale terror attacks in Israel last week. Israelis say that this is their 9-11, worse even, given the proportion of people killed in a country of not many people. There are not enough slots, they said, to hold funerals. They're running out. They butchered babies, slaughtered entities, and, and raped women. Now, this is not political. This is pure evil, and I don't think anybody, no matter what national you are, agrees with that, okay, unless you're evil. And so I, um, no one knows how this is going to end, and I fear that there's going to be a lot more casualties of innocent people, whether they're Palestinians or Israelis, um, and... I, and I and I really feel that you know you, you could have disagreements and and that's fine and but I think that there isn't there aren't too many people that I even people that are violently that that believe in in evil what I what I found to be kind of I was that there were people that I would listen to in the city that were protesting and saying, well, these things didn't happen. Okay, it's nobody, they didn't kill babies. They didn't behead, I mean, they didn't, they didn't rape women or kill old people. Those things didn't happen. So me the proof. Now, I wasn't there. And I'm assuming that, you know, what I hear on TV or in the news is somewhat true. But, you know, after watching, listening to news the last couple of years and not mainly political news, I find half of the news to be not credible anyway. But um, I just think that it's that we all need to just come together and just be against evil, period. I, I agree with you, but but I, I also take issue with, with one thing: the the facts are there. I mean, some of them even published by Hamas themselves, which one I post today. But I, I have seen videos; they're out there of women who are literally bleeding through their clothes, being paraded, dead bodies driven around in Gaza, where they are phone calls made to the parents of kidnapped teenagers where they're enjoying this. And, I've seen it also. And, 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 yeah, and, and so, Dottie, for the people who say they didn't know, I just want to go back in time for a minute, and, and I want to very much praise President and General Eisenhower. And he made sure that people saw the pictures of the concentration camps and the soldiers saw it so that one day, and he knew one day people would say, oh, this sounds too much, it sounds fake news. It was real then, and it's real today. And those who choose to ignore the facts either are delusional or on the side of evil. I agree. I agree. We'll be right back. And we'll continue to talk about this atrocity that I hope comes to an end soon. Um, 
I am lost for words. I, I, you're going to have to fill in a little bit for me. I'm upset by this whole thing. It's probably a throwback from 9-11, but that felt like, and I see it happening again. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and Bay Ridge Honda is kicking off October's spooky season with scary savings so low, you'll scream. Bay Ridge Honda is your family-owned and operated Honda dealer for over 60 years, serving the five boroughs. You can browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles, like the all-new Honda Civic, CRV, and HRV, ready for you to drive home today. And over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President's Award-winning dealership. And right now, get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus, receive $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease when you purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. Even if you don't buy a car for Bay Ridge Honda, they want to buy your car from you. So visit Bay Ridge Honda at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn or online at BayRidgeHonda.com That's BayRidgeHonda.com These deals are available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. We've been talking about Plaza College's court report program all year long. Well, Plaza College, on behalf of the New York State Court Reporters Association, is proud to announce this year's one-day convention, a Steno State of Mind. A Steno State of Mind is being held at the historic Eastern District Courthouse on Sunday, October the 22nd, from 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. in Brooklyn, New York. This full-day event inside the famously historic courthouse will bring members of the court reporting community, working reporters, and students together for six seminars celebrating this high-powered profession. You know what that means? Working court reporters, you will earn six NCRA-approved CEUs and the latest industry insight. For more information and to view the exciting agenda, visit nyscra.org slash 2023 full convention. Again, register today at nyscra.org slash 2023 full convention. Get yourself in a steno state of mind. This is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life. Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune into Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM. 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand. And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. You have all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, Giza Sheets, My Pillow 2.0, and more. Great news. The My Pillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98 for a limited time. You can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code P. That's a 50% savings. Go to MyPillow.com. Call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code P to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. 
Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in iHeart or Odyssey.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back. I'm here with Stephen Ebert, and we're talking about this despicable situation. I do want to commend the mayor of New York City, and I like to just quote what he said. Um, he said, we are not all right when Hamas believes that they are fighting on behalf of something and their destructive, despicable action is carried out. We are not all right. And we still have hostages, when we still have hostages who have not come home to their family, we are not all right. And we are not going to say we have a stiff upper lip and act like everything is fine. Everything is not fine. Israel has a right to defend itself, and that's the right that we know. Your fight is our fight. Your fight is our fight. And right here in New York, um, we have the largest Jewish population outside of Israel. This is the place that our voices must raise and cascade throughout the entire country. We will not be right until every person responsible for this act is held accountable, and we don't have to pretend. And I think that's beautifully said, and I just want to thank every politician of both political parties for the many things from aid you know, to words of support to chartering planes and supplies. There's so many things, and we'll never know everybody to thank. And even, you know, my town in northern Westchester, Lewisboro, passing a resolution of support, and next to the Ukrainian flag, who have been the victim, the Ukrainians have been victims for this last year plus, they're, they're placing an Israeli flag. You know, there's sometimes you can do, and you know, I know when you see something like this where it's so overwhelming, you say, I'm witnessing the horror, you know, in front of me. You know, who am I? I'm just a random person. But, you know, there are a lot of things we can do. Just, you know, say your support, tell people, let them know. Um, and if I may, Dottie, just give out one charity where what I'm very appreciative of them is this is all humanitarian aid to everyone who needs it. And also 100% of the funds donated through this emergency relief will go towards the cause. So none of this will be spent on marketing. None of this will be spent on management. If you go to um, the AJC, the American Jewish Committee, AJC.org, um, at the top is a banner. If you click on the emergency fund, everything done through the emergency fund is 100% humanitarian, none of it for administrative costs. And that's a great way to help. Yes, and so I, I just, on a, a final note, I just want to say that I just, uh, I, 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 I think I'm kind of lost for words because I'm, I'm just hoping that this ends quicker than I think, and I, my heart goes out to all of everyone, everyone who's touched by this. Well, I think we're all touched by this, and I. I, it brought back visions of 9-11. And the one thing that I, I always remembered about 9-11 is that at the end, everyone walked together. I mean, if, it, if there was anything good that came out of 9-11, was that everyone was together. 
everybody stood together. Uh, I I had real estate companies, people from California come in. We just, everyone just was in sync. Everybody was one. It was the first time in my life that I saw a world that was all one and, and that everybody was united. And so I hope that we can all be united against violence. And, and I... I agree, and, and I think that's beautifully put. And, and if it's, you know, some sort of positive, and you try to find a positive out of a uh, horrible, which only begins to say situation, light shines brightest in the dark, right? Light is brightest in the dark. And right now, there is a cloak of darkness, and, you know, over the desert, and there are the bright stars now shining to fight back and push back. And, you know, Di, I just want to mention one other thing. I know we're, there's so many things that could be said. Um, you know, with what's going on, I'm actually reminded of a theme that happens in Harry Potter. You might say, I'm really talking about a movie with everything going on. But, you know, one of the things in Harry Potter, when they talk about the evil of Voldemort, so many people say, don't, don't say a name. He who shall not be said, don't say the name. I tell people, say the name. Say what it is, because when you don't say what it is, you let that darkness grow. When you see a darkness, call it out, call it what it is, you know, and be be firm in your confidence. And I appreciate the so many companies who called it out, including the, the wonderful words, the words from Douglas Elliman, you know, your company that, that came out too. So, yes, you know, thank you for everything. Yes, and hopefully... Um, hopefully we can all stand together against evil and, um, and, and, and have that, that feeling because that's really one of the beautiful things that for a period of time, it didn't last forever, but where I saw everybody just as one, you kind of just stood together and I thought that was just a beautiful time in our, it was one of the only times I've seen everyone together. So I think that that there is not many people that believe in evil and so any, and, 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 and we all stand against it. And with that, I, I thought that maybe um, since it's only an hour show today and we don't have much time left that I would ask you Steve some of the questions that people are, are asking you know of you um, some of the questions that people want to you know ask you and uh, uh, yeah no I, I agree we, the, the show must go on the show of life whether it's our show and life must go on so I'm glad we spoke about this and I'm also glad we're, we're speaking about other things too so I, I think we need to mention things too so yes oh, just one quick notice of what, last week or whenever I talked about AI I told everyone that you should go on chat GPT, you can download it for free on your iPhone, and um, you, you, it, it, it chat GPT is an AI rock star in every sense of the word. In every sense of the word, it has taken the world by storm. It's so advanced, and so if you go to the App Store and you search chat GPT, download it. 
and uh, you'll be amazed what you can learn. You can, it'll write a speech for you. If you need help with your kids' homework, it'll help you with that. Um, it really, uh, I asked it, oh, what, what do you think I should talk about on the radio show? This was last week, and it, it had all these interesting topics. It's quite amazing what's going on with that. And I, I, I wanted to give everyone that little bit of, of that, the app, because I said that I would do that last week, and I think I might have missed doing that. But, Stephen. You know, it, it's, um, can I say one thing on it? It's so fascinating how people are responding to the AI. You know, our, I can just speak to our school district, you know, they have systems that try to check and look for it to push against it. And then also some teachers are saying, hey, we realize it's a part of what's going to happen. So how do you use AI as a tool, right, as opposed to a crutch, right? I think about it growing up, right, when I was younger and we had math class, they'd always say no calculators and how that evolved, right? Now they say you can use a calculator, but we're going to change what we're testing because it's about using it as a tool versus as a as a key, and it's really interesting. I think we're at that, and I think I'm so glad you you are talking about the subject because across society, if we do it right, AI is not a crutch for humanity, but it's just another tool to help advance humanity. Um, and I think it's great that you're calling attention to it. Yes, and when they say it's going to replace a lot of jobs, it will replace certain jobs that. AI can do it, it, but it will create millions of other jobs. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So you know you can't fight Absol progress. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, look. No, but you I mean, hear look, them the, the, saying it's going to replace all these jobs, and it will replace certain jobs. But there'll be many, many, many. Uh, I, I I remember reading, and I can't remember the number, but it's going to create so many more opportunities uh, so you know it, it's, it does some of the work that we don't it's just like you know a dishwasher okay you know when they when they invented the dishwasher it, it, it didn't replace washing dishes but it replaced washing dishes by hand if you didn't have to so um, oh gosh we have another commercial already Another, I know, but I, I agree with you. It's like the MP, MP3 players, they replace the CDs, they replace the cassettes, that replace the 8-track. But as long as we're still making a mixtape, then it's okay. <laughs> Stephen, when we come back, I have a question. From, I want to buy a house with a friend. And can I get a mortgage with a friend? How would co-ownership work? And some of the benefits of buying a home with a friend, maybe we could discuss that. It's a question that uh, a few of our listeners have asked because they're considering buying a home with friends. Great so question. After the break. Yeah, right, great right question. Break. We'll be right back. We're going to be talking about buying a home with a friend. Some legal and practical considerations to think about. It is cold and flu season again. Is your immune system ready? Invite Health is here to help with our immunity multivitamin, a comprehensive immune-supporting daily multivitamin packed with key minerals, vitamins, and antioxidants. Enhanced with the immune-boosting nutrients, elderberry extract, and nucleic acids to give your immune cells the power they need to fend off pathogens. Take an extra 10% off Invite's immunity multivitamin by calling now, 800 673 
800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Save even more with our new everyday low prices plus the additional 10% off on Invite's Immunity Multivitamin. Visit invitehealth.com to check out our entire product line and call 800-673-2345 for 10% off Immunity Multivitamin today. That number again, 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345 or go to invitehealth.com. We can tell you about the incredible success we bring to local businesses, but it's better when it comes directly from our satisfied clients. Here's just one example. After searching for a new vendor to handle my search marketing campaign, I contacted Salem Surround after seeing the great work they did for another restoration company in the different market. Their team of experts recommended a mix of multiple tactics designed to give my business the most quality leads at the lowest cost, making my marketing budget stretch further. In our first year partnering with Salem Surround, we recorded our best year to date, and I've told many people how blessed I was to find them. The representative answered the phone every time I called and quickly addressed any questions or concerns I had. Let Salem Surround give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and show you what your competition is doing. Then we come up with a personalized plan that's perfect for your needs. Google Salem Surround New York and let our marketing experts help you achieve real success. Remember to Google Salem Surround New York today. I'm super excited about the conversation I just had with Alex Kinsella over at Route 22 Toyota. He was catching me up on the landscape of the automotive industry, and i got to tell you, he really seems to have it figured out. Alex and his entire team over at Route 22 Toyota in Hillside, New Jersey, makes the entire car shopping experience easy. He let me know that while inventory levels are far from perfect, they finally got a nice selection of new cars over at Route 22 Toyota, including RAV4 and Highlanders. Plus, they're holding inventory for local New Jersey residents versus selling them to people calling from out of state. Call Route 22 Toyota at 973-705-8905 and let the team show you one of the area's largest selections of new Toyota vehicles. And be sure to check out their huge selection of pre-owned and Toyota certified used vehicles while you're there. That's 973-705-8905. And remember to tell them that Joe Piscopo sent you. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The big-time stretch of the Orange Schedule continues this Saturday as the Cuse visits fourth-ranked and unbeaten Florida State. Our coverage begins Saturday at 11 a.m. with kickoff at noon on AM 970, The Answer. New York's home for Syracuse University football. Tune in today at 11 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer. Want more AM 970 The Answer? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am970theanswer.com or download our AM 970 The Answer app today. Just go to the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store and search AM 970 The Answer. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back. I'm here with Stephen Ebert, my co-host. Um, we're talking now about buying a home with a friend, and the question is, um, I'd like to purchase uh, with a friend, but I'm trying to make the numbers make sense. And I, how does that work? And can I get a mortgage with a friend? Let's start with that. 
Yeah, so it's a great question. Um, so when you're buying a property with a friend, you want to be obviously very careful, and you want to make sure you outline the rules of the game, so to speak, before you actually sign on the dotted line. Because if you do buy together, you're in it together, right? If you do get a mortgage together, it's both your credit on the line, right? If the mortgage payment is $3,000 and you say, well, I paid my 1500 but my friend who I bought it with couldn't pay, I'm okay. Bank doesn't care. You're both in that basket together. So that's the first and most important thing is understand you're tied at the hip together as long as you co-own that property together. Right. Now, with co-ownership, you know, the process is different for friends than it is for married couples. So co-ownership can be structured as either tenancy in common or a joint tenancy. And so when friends hold a title as tenants in common, they each possess interests in the property. And this interest can be divided equally or unequally. Um, now, when you own... It was you yeah, know, married and, when you're married when when some when one person dies that automatically goes to the other person to the you know if the husband dies then it goes to the wife and if the wife dies it goes automatically to the husband you can't leave it to anybody else. Um, but yeah, yeah, so, so right. You might yeah, let me give a couple. That. Yeah, let me give a couple more details on it. So not not to be unromantic. But in the eyes of the legal and tax authorities, marriage is a legal status, right? <laughs> so um, you're either in or you're out. You know, you bought the ticket and you're in or, or not. And so what happens is when you're a married couple, you're considered one economic unit. There is a lot of things that you're tied together on. Now, if you are engaged, if you're just dating, or if there's no romantic connection and you're truly just friends and you co-buy, that legal relationship is, is undefined in the eyes of the law. So the most important thing is before you buy, you need to talk to an attorney and make sure you define it. Now, there's a few different ways to do it, but if you want to own it in your individual names, you should have what's called a tenant in common agreement. And in that agreement, it outlines who's responsible for things, what happens if they don't pay, how to sell, how to do a buyout, and you really want to have that detail because, you know what, Dottie, it's a lot easier to make an agreement before you go into a deal when you're friends than maybe a few years down the road if things get a little rocky. And and you're absolutely right, Dottie. It doesn't have to be 50-50. It can be 90-10 or 60-40. Right. So absolutely. Um, but be careful about one thing, and you rightfully mentioned the two different ways people can own. Tenants in common, which is divisible, or joint tenants with right of survivorship. If you co-own something with another person, and it's joint tenants with right of survivorship, that means when the first person dies, the other co-owner, even if they only put in 1%, becomes the automatic 100% owner by operation of law and by the way, Dottie, and here's what's important for the people who are not aware of this, that title trumps any will. So if you own a piece of real estate, joint tenants with right of survivorship, and in your will you say, when I die, I want that real estate to go to somebody else, it doesn't matter. That title holding trumps what your will says. So really important, it's just a few words, 
but those few words can have radically different repercussions. Okay, so let's talk about, because a lot of the millennials are finding, you know, if it's difficult for you to buy a home on your own, they're pooling their money together and buying, at least getting into the housing market and buying something together. And whether they, you know, live in, they cohabitate, whether they live in it together or they buy it together and they rent it, um, you know, it makes it a lot easier to get into the market cost-wise because you're splitting that or... As at least some portion of it, you might not be splitting it equally, um, but there are some things that are risky. Now, what happens if Stephen? Um, let's just say we bought a house together, and mm-hmm. uh, I then suddenly lose my job or get sick, and I say, "Well, you know, Stephen, I'm sorry, but I just really don't have the money to pay my uh, my third or my half, whatever my interest is, of the payments." Um, the the bank isn't going to isn't the bank still going to come after you or whoever has the money? You're we're in the same boat. If we bought a property together, Dottie, the bank's going to say we don't care if Dottie paid and Stephen didn't, or Stephen paid and Dottie didn't. You both are joined at the hip. It's going to affect both of your credit. And we're going to go after both of you. And even if I submit a payment for my half, the bank is entitled to be fully paid. And that's why we got to get the rules lined up in advance. Now, this happens, by the way, Dottie, on massive scale sometimes. Sometimes you see investors pool in and they buy properties all over the place, right? Can you imagine, just take this little, this simple situation and let's make it much bigger. Can you imagine if you invested it with a group of investors and bought real estate with commercial tenants and retail tenants six months before COVID? And then all of a sudden, I never thought about that. Wow. The, the rents, the, the restaurant went out of business or this went out and the rent wasn't paid. What's going to happen is they're going to do something and it's words that make people shudder. It's called a capital call. They're going to say, Hey guys, you own 20%, you own 50%. The money's not coming in, but the bills still are. So we need you to throw in more money. And if you don't, we might dilute your ownership. Instead of being a 50% owner, if you don't pay the capital call, you might only be a 30% owner because we need to raise money because the bills are still coming in. And so that's a concept which you know needs to be played out if you have that tenant in common agreement. So now we take it back to just two people. Say, hey, if you're not doing your half, don't expect me to fully carry you. Maybe we'll make a deal. Instead of being 50-50, I'll pay your half for the next year, but now it's 60-40, or who knows? Um, you got to do the math now, sharpen the pencil. Um, that's one way to solve it. The other thing is also make sure that you have maybe some money set aside in advance. Maybe the conversation is, hey, I know we could afford to buy a million-dollar place. Maybe we dial it back to 800000 so we got money in reserve. If you lost your job, you still have cash to pay for a few months while you get a new one, right? Those are That's the mature conversation to have up front, um, and it's always so important when you go with somebody in a real estate investment, make sure you have some extra liquidity ready to go for those kind of emergencies that you're talking about. Right now, if... If I want to, uh, let's say, God forbid I die or something, um, I can pass that on. Can I pass that on to anyone I want? Well, if your tenant's in common, you can pass it along to your heir. 
subject to any tenant in common agreement. And so let's say, for example, you wanted to, you passed it along to you, to your crazy cousin. And let's say I knew this, you have crazy cousins, so to speak. And I say, right. I don't want to be in business with crazy cousin. What normally happens is you have a buyout clause where if one of the co-owner dies, I have the right to say, you know what, let me get an appraisal. Let me pay a fair dollar amount to the estate, but let me buy out your share so that way I don't have to co-own with the proverbial crazy cousin. And But at the same time, your half is treated fairly because you're getting a market price, right? So that's where... You know, you, you look at, you, you build things in in the documents. And look, you got to be careful. you got to give somebody time, right? Because maybe a year ago, two years ago, when interest rates were in the threes, I could have afforded the buyout, but not when it's 7%. So you can go a little crazy thinking about every single permutation, but this kind of mature, all-encompassing conversation is important to have up front so that way everything goes smoothly. So, right, and I guess I think that one of the most important things is that besides the legal things, you need to talk about all these things before you actually buy the home or property and make sure you have them in writing, I would assume, okay? I mean, right? I mean, the agreement that you do before, because uh, a lot of things could happen with co-ownership. I will tell you, Dottie, what we recommend, you're yeah. asked, you hit the nail on the head. We recommend that you line this all up before you search, but once you find the property, we recommend recording a memo, uh, uh, just a basic, not every term, because the public doesn't need to know every term, but a memo of the tenant in common agreement in the records. So that way, if one of, let's say if things really go bad, imagine, right, you have two corners who really just can't get along and hate each other, and somebody tries to sell behind their back, we recommend recording that memo of the agreement in the records so that if one tries to sell from the other, when a buyer does a title search, boom, they see the memo come up and they know that it's not authorized for the transfer. And so that's a way to protect the other co-owner. Um, and look, it depends on the relationship, right? Um, there's more to the story. But these are some general points of guidance. Again, every situation is unique, and you got to keep that in mind. And it's, this is not meant to be specific advice for every single one. But these are the kind of ideas that one needs to think about. Now, that being said, as the lawyer, my job is to think about all the ways things can go wrong. A lot of people do do this, and I think, Dottie, we're going to see more of this as we see people getting maybe married later in life, we see the cost of real estate increasing, higher interest rates, and co-purchasing with a friend is a very nice option for a lot of people. Oh, it is. You know, I did it when I, um, well, I was probably in my early 20s, and I, I was in a car accident, and I collected a little amount, of, not a lot. But my dad was like, I was going to Europe, and my dad's like, no, 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 buy a house, buy a house. So I bought this little house. It was very tiny. It was probably the tiniest house I've ever seen. But, you know, it was in a very good neighborhood, and it, you know, everything around it was more expensive. So I, you know, I kept it for a while. I rented it, and then I needed the money. So I decided I didn't really want to sell it, but I really needed money. So I brought in two friends of mine that became partners. And so 
you know, we all then had shares in this house. We rented it. And um, eventually we ended up selling it. And actually, that's how I bought my first, you know, real house. That, that Because, you know, at a young age, I went in with partners. It didn't cost us a whole lot of money then because the houses were much cheaper then. But, but also because there were three of us that went in together. And we had a pretty straight agreement. And then I think we had a couple of disagreements on rents. Like when we were renting it, you know, there was a point where we didn't have a renter. And, you know, if I recall correctly, somebody wanted to rent it, like, for a cheaper price. And the other person said, no, we're not going to, I'd rather wait and we'll just hold out until we get the right price. And, of course, you know, when you when you have more than one owner, maybe somebody needs the money and can't afford to do that. But at the end of the day, to be tell you the truth, it was a good experience, and it really was it, it it helped me buy my first real house, you know, normal house. This was really tiny, uh, and I got into home ownership early. I was in my twenties, and so I think that's I, fantastic. I, yeah, and I think I mean, I mean I was, it, changed, it changed the trajectory of your career. Well, yeah, I wasn't in the real estate probably. business then. Okay, yeah, really wasn't in the real estate business. I was, yeah. uh, you know, I was right out of school, going to be a teacher, and I, my dad was like, buy real estate, buy real estate, buy real estate, and I couldn't care less about it. You know, I, you know, I would have rather taken the money and gone to Europe, but I was glad I listened to him. And I think, as you said, I think that with prices the way they are, and people getting married later. Um, I, I think it's a vehicle that, for certain people, I think is a really good vehicle to at least discuss or talk about uh, with friends. And I almost think it's probably better maybe if you don't live together in the same place, maybe if you just buy a property that you invest in and rent, and then, you know, when you sell that, you probably could have enough money because from what I see, prices are not going down. I mean, they're just, you know, they're kind of at a standstill. Maybe they were off a little bit here or there. You know, when they say off, it's not a big amount. But I don't see prices going down anytime soon. So I think... I think, Dottie, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we're sadly running at the end of our time. But, you know, Dottie, I want to thank you. And I guess also take a moment to thank every friend, listener, people out there. For support on Israel at the top of we discussed at the beginning. And again, if you want to do something, check out AJC.org. Um, again, you can make a humanitarian donation. 100% goes to help people. And, and thanks for all, talking about it yes, today, Dottie. And let's all pray for peace. Have a good week, and we'll be back next week. Preceding hour of program. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.